that's another thing. Don't give me no ultimatum and then expect me to be all hurt because you gave me an ultimatum. It's, it's, it's a hypothetical situation. So I, when I first heard first heard the audio, it really fundamentally it goes back to what's the core issue that we're really working with here, and it's logic and emotion. For me, his his analogy highlighted the distinction between the two, and that they're not married to each other. Mm. I'm not gonna tie it to to gender because it's 2020, but let's just say the more emotional partner says, "I miss you." Right. Then the logical partner says. But I've seen you for the past five <laughs> days straight. <laughs> yeah. And we spent a lot of time together. Right. Now, I would consider myself the logical, like I, I base more of what I'm saying in logic and I rationalize things. But that's that's a logical response for an emotional statement, which is a problem. So it's like hmm. I've noticed that a better response would be. I miss you too, and that's why I spend so much time with you. So it's not really saying anything different. And it's not it's not I making like, me I like the cut of this guy's jib. <laughs> it's not it's not I'm not sacrificing anything. I'm not making myself sound irrational or that like my theory's not based in logic. It's just right. I'm meeting you where you want me to meet you while still not sacrificing like the integrity of who I am because that that then that would be a problem you know right. and then he I know he mentioned heartbreak as well so it's just like, like I'm fine with heartbreak too but like the main component that we're sacrificing while being in a relationship is time time is the most valuable commodity in the market I think of it this way I'm more okay with heartbreak at 26 than I would be at 35 because I'm probably going to have a kid and that means we're probably getting divorced. Mm. And so like there's much more that it comes along with. Also, I'm 35. I'm probably out of the prime of my career physically. I'm not going to be good in the market. Like there's so much more that goes along with it. So yeah, my 20s, I'm okay with heartbreak. I'm okay with heartbreak at any point in my life, but it hits different because time is what, for me time is the most valued commodity i like how he compartmentalized what he took from the quote i love that response to that question i'm gonna need to write that one down because i lack <laughs> extremely in that department of the tactfulness of how to say certain things so that shit was real good that shit was golden time i didn't even think about this at the time time is the most valuable thing and 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 he spoke about it in a sense of when the breakup is happening but i also i want to point out the aspect of you getting your time back at any age you know and i think that that is missed in a lot of life today you know i don't want to go into the whole meditation you should meditate whole kind of thing you know but I think that your time is very important and spending time with yourself, I think is less uncomfortable for me than it seems to be for most other people. So that part of it also is why I'm not too afraid or scared about that. I had just started to realize that when you're in a relationship for majority of my life, I was just trying to do everything that I needed to do on my own not so much inviting my partner in on certain things so i i if i was trying to make money doing whatever on the side i wouldn't involve them or if i was 
trying to learn something in school I wouldn't involve them but now I've come to more of the understanding of trying to invite people in on your goals and dreams and the relationships that I have with people are becoming more useful to me in that aspect at the same time I do have those instincts to go out and try to do it myself that I can quickly revert back to like if people really understand the essence of time and that we're getting older it just makes sense that you're no longer my friend from high school just because we have three classes together mm-hmm. you you're bringing something to the table and i knew at a very young age i knew in 11th to 12th grade who i was going to continue to talk to because i realized that it wasn't based solely off of convenience you know mm-hmm. like we're not only friends cuz we're on the same team we're not only friends cuz we have the same class or lunch period we're friends because we have genuine care for each other and interests that are going to go far beyond grade school mm. and those people I'm still friends with today so i have no problem telling people uh, i use all my friends and and they use me too and that's what makes the relationship great is we can rely on each other usually beneficial and i get i personally get yelled at uh numerous times for for not doing what joe basically just said like using my resources and I was talking to a person I consider my brother. He lives in Cali. And I was just, you know, just venting to him a little bit. And then he was like, I got three people that'll buy from me right now. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, use your resources, dummy. And I'm like, oh. And, but you know what's crazy? Even, even Jimmy, like when I ask him for a favor, I still be like, damn, I just asked for a favor like two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, <laughs> maybe I should scale back. You feel me? Like, but it's, it's, it's just that part of my nature where I don't want to feel like I'm strictly using. And it's never, it's never like I'm not bringing anything to the table or, or I'm not like valuable. Yeah, um, it doesn't always have to be monetary too. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're using each other for perspectives. Right. right. For different ideologies and philosophies and certain things and, and, and different viewpoints. I mean, that's pretty much it. It doesn't always have to be money or, or items. Things, yeah. You know? yeah, I think ideas are very undervalued in today's society. You know, everybody talks about having a business or, you know, creating something new, but I don't think they really think about where that starts. Starts as small as having a conversation sometimes with somebody that's not like-minded like you, so they can, so it'll help you put the pieces together, just hearing certain things. And I think that that's very important and I don't want asking me, and I feel that same way, you know, asking certain people for certain things and trying to do that. I don't want you to feel that way. I try to go out of my way so that people don't feel that way. Let them know, you know, anytime, it's not a problem. Try to stay in their life, answer the phone. Try to let them know that it's not a burden or it's not, you know, especially, you know, some of the main conversations that we have, you know, or certain things that you uh, ask for my assistance on. It's really nothing, you know what I'm saying? He's like, let me just be real with you, it's nothing. Yeah, it's really not anything too crazy. It's like, you know, I've had people ask for a lot crazier things, you know. I've had people ask for certain sums of money that you got a question like, who do you think I am? Like, <laughs> who, who do you think I am that what I have think, that money what, to just what throw What do you think I'm pushing, young man? Cause... You know, so, you know, that stuff that we, and uh, I think that we need to get more comfortable. I think the problem that we have with asking other people 
for stuff mm-hmm. is that society kind of a lot of times frowns on it. They're like, oh, you know, this guy's a user or this guy is always asking for something. This guy's, and I understand there's certain people that do that. I think that there needs to be like a comfortability with both sides. I don't know. I just feel like I try to go out of my way and let people know, like, yo, this is not a problem. Like, well, don't, don't fret it. Don't worry about it. Don't. It's all right. Like, I don't. I, I want you to use these things because at the at the end of the day, the, the resources there, it's not just for personal use. Like, it'll be better if it's used by many. You know what I'm saying? Many yeah. of the people I can. You know what I'm saying? So, but do you think there's a a major problem with people wanting to possess you as opposed to experiencing you because i feel oh like i feel like that's where the main driving uh not driving i think that's one of the biggest focal points of the concept of what you were saying where it's like you know you want me to be so heartbroken you want me to be so like but i'm not your i'm not yours like you know it's cute to say that oh i'm yours you're mine forever all this good stuff yeah yeah whatever but in hindsight if it doesn't work out, you were truthfully inexperienced. Not the sound. No, fuck that. This, I'm sounding like I'm sounding. I said I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an experience. I think the moment we make that. Well, well no, like I said, I, it was a question. So I'm going I'm to throw it to Joe first. And then, Jimmy, you can respond. And then I'll, I'll just throw yes. one little two-piece in there. I, I think when you're. Yeah, I guess you could say <laughs> dumb. dumb. Yeah, it's, yeah. Then, then the dependency follows right along because from the day we're born, we're dependent on something, someone for something. You know, it's like, so we learn dependency way before we learn independence. So it's like people can get stuck in that stage a little bit. So it's like the ones that have the awareness and realize it into adulthood mm-hmm. are the ones that, you know, when you ask the question, do people possess you or do they experience you? Uh, they only experience because all I allow them to do like you can't possess me so it's like you do what I allow you to do to me Um, and if I present myself in a way to be possessed then there's a higher chance and likelihood that I will be possessed Uh, if I come to the relationship as an independent that's expressed through the way I carry myself the way I speak and that my actions through everyday life where does that leave you room to possess me and 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 i would also have to have the awareness to for for my partner or potential partners to realize like okay that sounded a little possessive let's talk about that for a minute Uh, you know and it's yeah it's just it's like a almost like a cognitive restructuring and it's not like i'm looking at them like patients or anything it's just if me and you are going to work i want you to be just as independent as i am because for me personally, I feel like I have a bigger purpose than just you. Yeah. And it's like, if I could have a thousand, let's just say I could have 50 X's, right? Through the course of my lifetime. Hopefully I never get to that number. I want every single one of them to look back at me and say, I learned something. I'm a better person from it now. Uh, he respected me. He treated me like I was supposed to be treated. Uh, maybe I wish I can go back. I can't, but now I know what to look for. Or I have a standard now of excellence that I could respect myself with. So that's how I see it. Minus minus my, my current girlfriend now, it's like, if, if you can be who you are supposed to be and you can do it with me, great. But I want that for you, just like you want it for yourself and vice versa. Right. So no, it's, you know, there's no using. It's just, 
we're both experiencing for me personally i could talk only from my relationship we're both experiencing each other in a way that that speaks to being independent individually and then coming together to be interdependent but not codependent or, or relying on the other right yeah i agree with everything joe just stated the part when he said that you're taught dependence more or earlier more and earlier than you are taught independence mm-hmm. i think that speaks volumes about you know our society and where we really came from you know there's no more i would say dependent relationship than being a slave in your in a foreign land i would think you know what i'm saying like and i think it started there i think that or i don't i don't think that it started there i think that for some reason there's been this understanding that certain things are supposed to be owned and and it doesn't stop with just land animals or whatever the case is people in this case like and then it takes you a while to get out of that understanding and to look at what's really going on well it took me a while at least because i was taught if a girl loves you they're going to be like they're going to be up your ass they're going to be calling you all the time if they don't love you then they're going to be out they're not going to be speaking to you like that and when they're not speaking to you like that then that means they don't love you and they're probably cheating and you know all of these things and so i've messed up relationships when i was younger just off that idea alone like not even the fact that i wanted to a girl to be all up under me and around me all the time cuz i didn't right. i just felt like if you weren't then you didn't love me that was your barometer for love like. yeah Ooh. and it was like until i really got out of school and started doing you know my own thing with work and having different schedules than the people i was dealing with and understanding what time meant to me and what i had to get accomplished until i got to that point i didn't i didn't see a value in having your own time and 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 not having a girl up your ass all the time so coming into this new space it's very imperative that everybody get an understanding of who they are like like erica for instance i spoke about her before stay you know erica for for a long time it was just like and this goes to also to the point of people expecting you to be their happiness mm. Uh, mm. you know um mm. that was this kind of glowed in our relationship as to anything that i did that she didn't like it was a problem and these were things that were that would be considered normal to the public like oh you worked all day and you didn't you didn't text me you didn't call me and then you went out to go play basketball and you still didn't call me and then you got home and you ate and you still didn't call me and then at the end of the night you gave me a call to kind of recap the day but at this point I'm already pissed off that you didn't call me all day and a lot of people would say well yeah you should have called her all day you should have texted her you should have you know but me and I've said this in a, in a in another podcast I don't I don't want that dependency I don't want you to be looking for me I don't want you to be <laughs> <laughs> 
definitely not you know i don't I, i don't want that and i don't want i don't want you to be so dependent on me that we have a kid get married and something happens to me and my kid is growing up damn near parentless because you were so dependent on me it was almost like you were my child and now i'm going and you have no idea what to do how to raise this child and y'all are just kind of raising each other you know but so Jim, I, that, i mean you, like i know you talk about you know from the societal perspective but you can't also forget cultural like my mom still wants to clean my room and it's like mom like <laughs> it's like I, i'm puerto rican just to give people the backdrop and it's like i had to realize too at a very young age that not all women feel full and like feel wanted just by doing a bunch of things like cleaning cleaning my clothes making sure i eat while i'm outside hey did you eat are you hungry like constantly looking for after every need if i didn't make that distinction then pretty much i would have had no choice but to pigeonhole and date within my culture and, and that's not what i wanted you know i i don't want another mom i don't want another mom because no one can replace my current mom i also don't want another mom because that's just weird Like I'm, yes. I don't want to. Yes, 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 yes. She's just, she's my mom. I, I only want one mom and one dad. That's it. Listen, not, not gonna lie. Coming from someone who had both mommy and daddy issues without even realizing it, um, at first, I was attracted to what I thought I needed, which was someone who could be at times like, like a motherly figure. Not necessarily put me in my place, but just suggest things that would give off like a motherly vibe. Like it was attractive to be around someone who I saw like could be a future mom. But then as I got older, it was just like, nah, this is too weird. Why am I telling you when I did something? And it's like, that's what I'm supposed to do. I had a salad today. Oh, oh, that's a good job. Felt so, not necessarily belittled, but I just felt so, like, I felt like a child. Like, you know, I'll be <laughs> checking in, like, oh, I'm about to go do this. Or I just came back from doing this, you know? Like, yes, that's part of communication, but it was just the way it was, like the nature of it wasn't like back and forth it was more like i was reporting back like oh i did this today then i did that but i didn't do this but i did that too you know and i was just waiting for like the little pat on the head like okay yo good job you, you did good today now nah, that's that's a testament I, i i can understand that joe not wanting a second mom yeah but i mean the hardest thing to do i think for men specifically and i was speaking uh i was speaking about this in massachusetts mm-hmm. with, with a few of my buddies back in the day it was very easy for a man to feel like a man you know, be the provider for multiple reasons. You know, women being suppressed, uh, women having to stay home. It's very easy for the guy to feel like he's the provider financially, physically, you know, having a presence. But now it's different. So like more women that are educated uh, are coming out of college more educated than men. And they're making they're making a lot of money. I know there's, you know, for some people, there still seems to be a wage gap issue. Uh, not for me personally especially with people our age and younger so it's like now you're dating girls who are making more money than you how do you feel about that and now i feel like a boy now do you it's different now it i think the most difficult thing for for men now is is to make sure that when they have relationships don't lose the energy you had when you first came in because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to become a shell of yourself mm-hmm. you know i was talking to older men and, and why you guys probably too could, could speak to this why every time i speak to a man that's like like north of 35 the first thing they tell me before I even know what the heck my last name is is don't get married early yeah yo, yo, and i'm like bro i don't even know like what's your favorite color yet like i 
Like, why is this the first? And honestly, it's because they feel compelled to tell us because they are now a shell of themselves. They don't go golfing anymore. They don't do the things that make them happy anymore because they feel like they have to devote their every single waking second with their partner or doing something that they don't want to do. And it's sad. And and I think it's it's becoming more like that because we need to find alternative ways to be masculine or, or to feel like a man that don't have to do with money. Because sorry to tell you, there's going to be a lot of us that are going to be in relationships. The woman's going to be making more money or or doing more to provide than you are. It, it could happen. And it's okay for me to happen. It's not happening, but it's okay for me to happen. Right. Uh, because my masculinity is not based on that. But that's because I'm 26. If you tell that to my 71-year-old dad, he's going to look at you like, no, I got to pay the bills. I got to do this. I got to fix the house. And it's it's sad. I really think it's it's going to become a crisis soon. Uh, you know, for guys, I don't I don't understand. Every time I see a guy, that's not the thirty five. Don't get married. Don't have kids. Or, and it's like, whoa, pump the brakes. I mean, what right. do you guys think? No, you're right. I think, but I I take it from a different perspective where I look at it as a lot of men settled for people that they just truthfully didn't really like. Not, not even just men, just period. Like that was the thing. That was the thing you would ask somebody. So when are you gonna settle down? You know, and I've been studying love language, not thoroughly, but I've been dabbling in it for like the past few months or whatever. So I've been looking at the meaning and like taking words for like their literal meaning. So when you say settle down, you're settling. That means you're 36, the club scene is over. Let me just fuck it let me just find somebody i can get along with long enough to make a life with not even oh well going to your example where he's like you know don't get married young and all that good stuff even then i live i live in north carolina so the life you live at maybe let's say 29 30 where let's say that's i think that's the age where people think they're supposed to have a kid or a consistent partner and all that good stuff that life that you live people down here have been living since they were 21 20 they legit think like I know people who moved in with their significant other at age 20, got married at 21 and a half, 22, had their first kid, 23. They waste no time here, but their divorce rate is also one of the highest in the country, like the South, the South and well, outside of it being born, but I'm getting further, further away from the point. I think it's more or less people just don't really know one who they are. So then they don't know who they can build a life with because they, they can't identify with who they are. So when you're saying they're losing like the, you know, the masculinity where they're like a shell of themselves, I think is they felt as though that was the way to be in order to make things work or even they just become two they become one instead of being two it's like oh we got to become one like oh we're married you know you do this without the, you can't do this without the other you can't do that without the other like you literally change for what i don't know like yes it's a new life yes you're living it with a new person but why do you have to stop playing basketball why do you have to stop playing golf why do you have to stop not necessarily blown off your wife to hang out with your friends, but why do you have to now live a life solely the way the other person is to make them happy? Because it's all sacrifice, right? It's like, yeah, I'd rather not play ball with you, Alex, because I'm going to hear from my wife and, and she already said that I have to do this, 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 and that with the kids. I just don't have the energy to fight anymore. And over the course of time, I think that's what makes them a shell of themselves is they lose mm -hmm. that ability to say, no, I, I can't let this happen. And then they live out their miserable lives. And I I, I don't want to be miserable. So that's yeah. going to be my main thing that I'm going to make sure I don't lose. And it's not saying I'm being stubborn. 
it's no, just not at all. I need to keep my independence and I want you to keep yours and we can work it out. Yeah. Right. I I naturally I had this conversation with somebody the other day, this woman and she's married, the older woman's probably like uh mid thirties, maybe early thirties. And she was uh I was breaking down, you know, certain thing that I would like in a woman. And she was like, Well, what about this if she gets this and this and that and what about this and and I was like you know I'm I'm gonna she was like at the end of it she was like oh you know you you expect too much you need to you 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 want you want too much you expect too much something along those lines and I was like so you want me you're asking me to settle and she was like first she was apprehensive she didn't she said oh I'm not saying that but then I was like well if you're telling me that I shouldn't continue to try to strive for a girl who is honest, a girl who has her own mindset, and a girl who matches with me, that I should just settle for whatever's out there and what's the closest to that and keep it moving. And then she was like, oh yeah, well, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. And, And I settled for my husband. I was like, you're happy saying that? Like, well, well, why is that okay? Right, right. I don't, I don't understand. And then bringing it back to what was said earlier, how heartbreak hits different at certain ages. And I think as the people get to a certain point, they don't want to feel that heartbreak anymore. And they'll do anything to stay away from that because they feel they're out of their prime. They feel that they're not that great in the market. And so they'll be okay with taking the girl who they were supposed to be with for a week, a day, a month, a year, and make that their wife for the rest of their lives just to stay away from being by themselves. And they become a shell of themselves because they have to give so much to make this relationship work. So they don't have anything left to give. They don't, they've they given everything that they can to force this relationship to work. And I don't think that that's like my natural definition of what I believe a soulmate is is just naturally somebody who you don't have to work that hard to be with like it's just they're their own person you're your own person and when y'all come together things just click and they just work seamlessly the only thing that I would say is a little bit different for me and what I believe in is like I I looked for because I'm not in the market now but I did look for fundamental values and beliefs I can't say that all the stuff is going to click off the first rip, but if you have the core beliefs, we could work off of that. We could work not like, the fuck out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. It's not, it's not like you have to be this like curated person in my head. It's just, all right. Like you might not have the same mindset as I do, but to be honest, I don't know a lot of people that have my mindset. So I don't want to pigeonhole myself and say, you need to have the same one. It's right. just, you can have your own mindset as long as it's positive and it works for you and it doesn't clash with mine. So it's like that simple. Yeah, it's, well, it's I can't say it's that simple because it's very difficult. And like what people who say it just like Jimmy said, it just clicks. And to be honest, I did. Did I feel like it just clicked with with my no. girlfriend? Yes. Yes. A little bit. But if if I just rely on that and if talking and obviously people will listen to this, if they believe that that it's just going to click, they may never hear a noise. And then they're going to stay stuck single because they thought it was always just going to click. From the day you become boyfriend and girlfriend, it's it's work. Till the day you decide to get married, 
to the day you die. It's always going to be work every single day. And it doesn't have to click. Uh, there's always, of course, has to be natural chemistry. But I don't want to give the listeners or the people who are listening the idea that it's always just going to click because it could be difficult because a lot of things that are hard are worth doing. Right. So it's just, 100%. I, I'm just stuck in the middle. I'm stuck in the middle with that. Uh, that's a tough take because that sounds <laughs> a lot like making it work for the sake of making it work. And I know that's not exactly what you mean. And I don't think you mean that certain things that you said like if it works if it, if it's if it's worth it then it then it's hard work and it, and you and you put the work in and it's work from day one and and i personally don't think like you know how they say once you find your passion job work won't be hard going to work like i think that it's the same thing with relationships like once you get into a relationship and it's your spouse and y'all trying to get married i don't think that it should be work i don't think that you should wake up saying oh man or you come home from work and you got to sit in your car to get ready to go inside or you know certain things like that i think that should have like naturally you have to work with anybody i mean you're gonna work on yourself constantly right so I think that's the work that needs to be done. But I think working, being in a relationship with somebody, I think it will be, I think it should be seamless. I think that it should work in tandem easily. And I think that is pretty, I think that it'd be a lot easier to find that person if everybody, I know this is crazy, but everybody knew themselves and everybody loved themselves and was comfortable with telling the truth and not putting out the amazing guy or the amazing girl on the first day, you know, just be honest, be who you are. And I think that that is, that is like my, like if there's a girl that I ever want to date or anything, it's like, that's the first thing that if I see that you lied about anything early on that I'm not going to throw you away, but it's going to be tough for me <laughs> to put that in my mind that we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Because it's be real tough for you. See, Jimmy, yeah. like, I, I found it interesting that you, like, you associated, like, hard is subjective, right? So I don't mean, like, hard, like, damn, like, you said, you mentioned the sitting in your car analogy. Like, if mm. I got to sit in my car, <laughs> take a breather before I go inside, you ain't for me, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, you are not for me. So I agree with you there. So, like, being hard is subjective. When I say hard, I mean, like, it's a, for me, it's a conscious decision every day that I wake up to be a good person, right? And then it kind of trickles down to being a good son to my parents, being a good boyfriend to my girlfriend, being a good person to my friends. So it's just like, that's what I mean by hard because that's a conscious effort. Like for me, I consider my job, my career, my passion. It's always, my kids have always been my passion, but damn right, it's been hard. Like sometimes, uh, sometimes I'm at work for, I'm, I'm scheduled. I only technically work six months out of the year, 180 day contract. But if you really calculate the amount of mental hours and the late days at the office that I put in, it's a lot more than that. You know, I'm, I'm in the office eight o'clock at night and that those those days are hard. I love the kids, but I still want to get home. Yeah, hard is subjective. I don't mean hard like this whole thing is difficult. It's just like, I, I don't wake up and tell myself verbally out loud because I don't want to sound crazy, but like while I'm eating breakfast, all right, what am I going to do today? What's the goal? For example, this is the main reason why I do this, right? Since the beginning of time, uh, you know, the relationship, I, 
I always open the girl. I always open the door for my girlfriend to get into a car. Always. It doesn't matter. I always do it. It could be coming out of a 7-Eleven. It could be coming out of the house. I do it. And a lot of people think I do it because it looks good. Like, no. I don't do it for that. I don't do it to burn calories. I'm 170 pounds. I don't need to lose weight. Okay? I do it for myself because it's a it's a reminder for myself to treat the person you with respect. Everyone might think I'm doing it for, maybe I'm doing it for her. No. I, I, I mean, she might like it, but I'm doing it for myself. Those types of reminders I feel like are needed. And it's everyday work. It's everyday work for me. So is that considered hard? Yes. Is it considered hard for me? In that sense, not really, because a lot of things are work. My Jeep is work, my career is work, everything is work, and it could be hard, but it's worth it. And like a lot of shit is simple too, though. Like, yeah. I know you said it's not simple, because uh, not, it's not simple, you said it's, it's difficult, but yes, simple things can be very difficult, but it's simple, as in you don't have to spend a lot of mental capacity trying to figure out how to go about doing something, because it's simple. You, yeah. I use, I use the barometer of how people complicate uh, just simple relations with somebody where let's say you miss someone you text them or you call them uh, you love someone you tell them you feel a certain way about it. like it, it's real simple but we overcomplicate it because we get in our minds and just start making up scenarios instead of simply saying something to the person like more times than not we're like you know what I'm tired of chicken you know I just didn't want to tell you because you know that's one of your favorite things to make and you make it pretty good but I'm tired of chicken but you don't want to say that, you know, but so now she's wondering why you always, you know, when she suggests chicken that you always want to go out to eat. So instead of you just saying it, the, the answer is simple, but you're overcomplicating it by going around it because you don't want to simply hurt that person's feelings or you don't know how to tell them without seeming like a certain way. Yeah. Like, well, sometimes you don't have to do anything. If you put seasoning on a Hispanic person's food, it's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, does it not taste good to you? Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Nah, I just had it seven days in a row. Yeah, you know? Yeah, there you go. It's like, it just came out right there. But, but yeah, so when you said as long as your morals and like your ideals are like they line up, we can literally work with anything. I would even say like right now, my, my girlfriend, for example, we're so similar, but we're so different. But like, but literally the thing we agree with the most is our ideals, what our futures will look like, and our, our common beliefs. My fun is different from her fun. She comes alive in the nighttime. I like to start yawning by like eight. So it, but it just, it, we, we literally took and we just gravitated because of the, the, the simple things that we agree upon that are the ones that are gonna be around for like years and years to come. Fine basketball fun at 37 with, you know, my ankles. I'm saying it might not be fun for me anymore. Now I might my fun might be coaching basketball. It's a little different, you know. Same thing, but a little different, you know. Like so, your interests and things you find funny can change, but your common beliefs and your values, your values, guys, your values, they shouldn't change too much, you know. Maybe you have this epiphany where now you believe integrity is the greatest thing ever, and that's what you put ahead of honesty and all that other good shit. Cool, that's fine. But more times than not. What you believe in from age 27, well, for us, because we, we're, we're pretty self-aware. We, we know what we pretty much love and don't like. People don't know what they value. Like one minute they value the person who's able to pay for their dates and not have to split the bill. You know what I'm saying? But then they might value a girl who likes to stay inside as opposed to go outside, even though it ain't going to be no going outside for a little while. But the point remains. 
I agree with both, and I know I know that's not much help, but I think yes, there should be some like not necessarily instant magic, but there should be something where it's like, ooh, you're, of course, you're a little different. You know what I'm saying? I can we, we we can make something work. I mean, the minute I saw my girlfriend, I'm like, we could probably make everything work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I knew like I had to be bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? But you say your values don't change, right? But what if I what if I insert a little kid there? What if I insert a little Alex? Does like your values, your core values, still be the same, but now it'll be for someone else? So you might operate different. If everybody's just honest, I think that any relationship could work, and I truly believe that. I believe that. I could I can attest to that. If you are honest, people like we have a natural ability to make our situations work for us. And so if anything is, but if you have a spouse that doesn't like chicken, but you like chicken, I'm sure there can be some type of compromise on that side. Like, I'm sure that you can buy enough chicken for you and buy enough fish for her. And y'all can come together and figure out a way to make that work. And these are things as small as that may sound, these are small, these, there's a few small things like that that will end a relationship. Yeah. Not, not off the fact that y'all, that y'all, that she liked chicken and you like, that just build up over time. I think that if you're just honest about what is going on, then you can make any relationship work. And I think the beauty in people and having a variety is that you don't have to. Uh, everybody's honest if everybody's honest then when you say you don't like chicken and i don't like fish and i could say all right you know, maybe we might not work together and so, that's fine why yeah so like i'm trying to think of a situation where that would work like like obviously being honest is all this stuff fundamentally is very easy to explain just hard to execute Mm-hmm. Because like you said, people try to look out for their best interests. You know, personally, let's just say, I'll just take my own situation. My mom has a very specific skill set when it comes to cooking that has to do with a culture. If I tell her I don't like beans and yellow rice, like there's really, the variety's not there. And I know, and then as you, as you get older, let's just say you have a wife. We're all 26, 27 years old or 30, whatever the case is. For her whole life, she thought that her the meal that she can make best was was lasagna and you're like she's like she can't wait to cook you lasagna mm-hmm. it's like after the first date she's telling you how excited she is she's that goddamn you, chicken alfredo go ahead i'm sorry yeah you know she's giving you all the details about it and how everyone <laughs> raved about it and then you try it and you're just like yeah you almost have an invested interest at that point to not hurt people's feelings and i think that's where the line comes into play I can't say that your lasagna sucks and that my grandma makes it better. Yeah, of course you can. But there has to be a way you do it. I know, I know. There has to be a way that you do it. And particularly, I don't have a problem communicating in a way that gets my point across, but also respectful. But it's not as easy for other people to do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you did it in the first 45 seconds. Exactly. I've never, I've, I didn't think about it, but I can <laughs> see myself saying that now. 